परमा कृष्णा सत्सिदनंद विग्रह अनदीर दीर्घोविंदा
अनंत करिवाइश्नाविन्द की जय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 12, Vritasura's Glorious Death, Text Number 9. Ojasaho Balam Pranam Amritam Ritjumevacha Tamagyaya Janohitum Atmanam Manyati Jatam Ojasaho Balam Pranam Amritam Ritjumevacha Tamagyaya Janohitum Admanam Manyati Jadam Ojasaho Balam Pranam Amritam Ritjumevacha Tamagyaya Janohitum Atmanam Manyati Jadam ओ 
Roja. The strength of the senses. Saha. The strength of the mind. Balam. The strength of the body. Pranam. The living condition. Amrita. Immortality. Mrityam. Death. Eva, indeed. Cha, also. Ta, him, the Supreme Lord. Agyaya, without knowing. Janaha, a foolish person. Hetum, the cause. Atmana, the body. Manyate considers Jadam, although as good as stone. Translation Our sensory prowess, mental power, bodily strength, living force, immortality, and mortality are all subject to the super in, uh, superintendence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not knowing this, foolish people think the dull material body to be the cause of their activities. No purport. Text 10. Yata darumai nari yata patramayumriga evam bhutani magavan isa tantrani vidiva. O King Indra, as a wooden doll that looks like a woman or as an animal made of grass and leaves cannot move or dance independently but depends fully on the person who handles it, all of us dance according to the desire of the Supreme Controller, the Personality of Godhead. No one is independent. Purport. This is confirmed in Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi 5142. Lord Krishna alone is the supreme controller and all others are his servants. They dance as he makes them do so. We're all servants of Krishna. We have no independence. We are dancing according to the desire of the supreme personality of Godhead. But out of ignorance and illusion, we think that we are dependent, independent of the supreme will. Therefore it is said, Iswara Paramakrishna Satsidananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakaranakaranam. Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the supreme controller. He has an eternal, blissful spiritual body. He is the origin of all, and he has no other origin, but he is the prime cause of all causes. Brahma Samhita 5 1. Omagyanati Marandasya Gananana Salakaya Shakshura Militam Yenatasmai Si Gurve Si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Si Advaita Gadada Si Vasadi Gora Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So Srila Prabhupada 
is, is likes that image of the puppet that is dancing. Uh, when Srila Prabhupada was um, anchored on the Boston Pier in New York, on the Jaladuta, at that time, uh, he wrote that poem, Markina Bhagavad Dharma, and therefore he, he, there he writes uh, about the Kattiraputali, the, the wooden doll, the marionette, and he says, Nacho, 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 Ami, Amara Nachata, uh, just make me dance, make me dance, as you, as you please. So this is the, uh, uh, the mood of, of a follower of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, uh, here in the Bhagavatam, we are dealing with the... Uh, uh, these, these arguments are countering the gross bodily conception of life. Uh, you get so many verses that explain how actually the Supreme Lord is in control and how there are different deities who are controlling the various functions of our existence. But, of course, for a Vaishnava, we take it a step further. We are not questioning that Krishna is in control. We want to come to a state where we are controlled by Krishna. And we are looking at that, how to get there. Currently, uh, there are these yeah, these obstacles, obviously, uh, called material attachment, called false ego. These are the things that get in between us and the, uh, uh, yeah, between us and this, uh, this goal of being a transparent via media. Um, now we can see that being a transparent via media is not a matter of just waiting for it to happen, uh, but rather that one is trying to the best of one's ability to fulfill the desire of the Lord. Uh, as the pure devotee is trying, is trying very hard to fulfill the desire of the Lord, then the Lord will somehow or other make things possible. Um, we see uh, very much in Srila Prabhupada, who tried again and again with so much, so many obstacles, so many difficulties, and just uh, single-handedly uh, tried to spread this movement all over the world. Um, when he took sannyas, then he wanted to go and preach in the West, because his spiritual master had told him to do so. So he's expecting some support from the Godiamat, but he never, never got it. They just told him, you know, abide, this is before sannyas, abide, just stay in, in the Mat, you know, and do some nice service, and, you know, and, uh, and just be, be peaceful with that. Right? But Abai was not exactly in that mood. Abai was, uh, was in a different mood. Abai wanted to go to America. When he went to America, yes, some arrangement had been made. So he first went to Gopal and Sally Agarwal in Butler uh, by bus. But then he went to New York. In New York, 
he stayed with Dr. Dr. Misra. Um, Dr. Misra had uh, an apartment where he would stay, and then not f about a kilometer away from there, there was his his yoga studio. So Prabhupada would stay in the yoga studio, but he would also uh, cook for Dr. Misra. Uh, that was sort of the deal. So he would walk daily to Dr. Misra's apartment. So as he was walking, he walked past that building, which he thought would make a first temple. That building is still there today. We can see it. Um, we went on a little uh, pilgrimage in New York of all the, all the Prabhupada places. We went to uh, Dr. Misra's apartment and to Dr. Misra's studio. And then in between, there is a, is a building it's not so big for New York. It's two stories high. Right? It's, it's sort of, it's white and it has, uh, it just has glass facade. And when you look at it, you say, yeah, that could be a Hare Krishna temple. And Prabhupada wanted this as his first temple. Of course, uh, the Indian sponsors were not in favor because they wanted a real temple with domes and, and and all these things, traditional. And Prabhupada was, uh, had a different agenda. Um, because Prabhupada had the agenda to spread the chanting of the Holy Name. And the building was secondary, a building was supporting that. Uh, uh, in India, uh, if you build a temple, then you are somebody. Then you have made your life successful. You made a temple. Oh. But uh, that is, is not exactly uh, the Yuga Dharma. Uh, the Yuga Dharma, or the prescribed activity now, is uh, to chant the congregational chanting of the Holy Name. And we see that Srila Prabhupada in that way was, uh, was different uh, from the predominant Indian culture. Um, and he just uh, tires, tirelessly preached like that. He also tire, tirelessly uh, spoke out against the uh, worship of, of demigods. Um, um, and just pointed towards Krishna. This was all based on Srimad Bhagavatam. So, when Prabhupada was at the pier, the Boston pier, he, uh, his strategy for preaching was simply preach the Bhagavatam. That's it. Uh, say, well, well, so he went to America. Well, what was his strategy? His, his strategy was uh, on marking the Bhagavatam, he's just quoting verses from the Bhagavatam and just saying, what can I tell these people, right? And that strong faith that the Bhagavatam would do it. And of course, in the, um, in the introduction to each canto, uh, we find a quote, uh, a verse quoted, and that verse is from the fifth chapter of the first canto. And that, cha that Verses Tatvak Visargo Janataka Viplavo Yasmin Pratislokan 
Abhadavatiyapi Namaniyanatasya Sonkitaniyat Srimanti Grinanti Kayanti Sadhava And this verse speaks about how, how Srimad Bhagavatam will bring about a revolution in a misguided, misdirected civilization. And it explains that even if it is imperfectly composed, it is thorough, it is heard and sung by men who are thoroughly honest, uh, by sadhus. So, uh, it's interesting because Prabhupada's Bhagavatam was not perfectly composed. It, it had some uh, grammatic faults and so on. It needed, it needed some, some editing, some corrections. And uh, in the English language, yeah, not in the content. The content was very interesting. And the way Prabhupada used words was also interesting. Because Prabhupada would sometimes give a particular slant to a word. So in that old first edition, there in the first canto, in the, in the first few verses, the word vicious comes up. And then vicious means like evil, generally speaking. Vicious, someone who is very, very evil, right? And then Prabhupada translates vicious, one who is full of vice, right? Which is, is, is nice, goes to the root of, uh, of how someone becomes vicious, right? Not just evil, but how you become evil, by being full of vice. So. Very interesting. Um, so Prabhupada's original Bhagavatam translation carried some special meanings, some deeper reflections, which in the more correct English is sometimes missing. So we read both. Uh, but, for, but Prabhupada wanted his books to be respectable um, so that uh, he wanted the language the language to be the best so that his books would be respected. Uh, so he wanted them to be edited. Mm. And then so many people got excited about editing books. And ah oh, well, you know, all books in the world are edited. So if Prabhupada's books would not have been edited, they wouldn't have looked so good amidst all the other edited books. Uh, anyway, enough said about editing. What I'm really talking about is how Prabhupada tried so many things. And some things worked and some things didn't work. Um, that temple in New York, he never got it. Although the building is still there and we can see it, uh, that Prabhupada never got that building. Yeah. But he desired it. And he was waiting for, uh, for Krishna to open up avenues. Um, ultimately, uh, Prabhupada didn't know how this Krishna consciousness would spread. He describes himself, he said, uh, he said, how is it that this miracle happened to me? Uh, so Prabhupada saw it like, the way this movement started from someone who came alone, who had no money, who had nothing, and then a whole movement started. How did it happen? Yes. Uh, a miracle. Prabhupada saw it as a miracle. Um, 
A miracle means something beyond human control. A miracle means something uh, that we cannot, uh, uh, we cannot bring it about. It just somehow or other happens. And so it happened like that. Krishna, of course, had a, had a full plan. Krishna all along knew. Krishna was fully able to... Uh, he is Trigalakya. He can see past, present and future. So Krishna was, was able to see. Um, the devotee um, becomes empowered by Krishna. Um, to what extent Srila Prabhupada was empowered by Krishna or how he was empowered by Krishna that we cannot fully understand because um, different devotees are being empowered in different ways. Uh, we find uh, how Narada Muni is empowered with the Bhakti Shakti. He is empowered with the uh, with the ability to give devotional service. We also see that that uh, when Narada Muni was, uh, he appeared in the forest before Dhruva Maharaj. And it said that Dhruva Maharaj, uh, he was, uh, he was in that mood of being very angry and wanting a kingdom greater than his father and grandfather. And his grandfather was Brahma, so there was no greater kingdom and other than a spiritual one, which is ultimately what he got. Um, and Narada, it is said, was able to understand Dhruva's mood. Now, and then it is explained that Narada is empowered in the same way like the super soul, that he knows what goes on in the heart of every living being. So that's quite something. I mean, I just know what's going on in my own heart and mind, and that's already quite a lot to deal with, I mean, to be honest. Uh, what to speak of, if, what if we would know everything everybody thinks and feels in the room. Oh, I don't know, I would get out of the room probably. <laughs> I would just jump out of the window, go hide in the forest. So there are too many feelings in this room here, too many thoughts. And Narada has, has the capacity to know all. I guess he doesn't have to know them all, just when he wants to. But otherwise, so sometimes we see that a devotee becomes as much empowered as Krishna. Uh, and of course, we see in Srila Prabhupada great empowerment. Uh, we see how such empowerment works. Now, empowerment, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in the Chaitanya Charitamrita commentary, Amrita Brabaha Basya, says empowerment means that we are. Uh, empowered with the chit and the ananda potency. That means with the knowledge potency and with the bliss potency. So there's of course on the spiritual platform satsidananda and that comes later when we are, because now we are in a temporary body. So when we become empowered, we begin to, we get more knowledge 
and we get more happiness. If we know the origin of everything spiritual and material to be Krishna, then Buddha Bhava, the one who knows, worships me with love. That is the result. Uh, then Ananda comes in. Because Krishna is, is, uh, is very, very nice. Uh, I just uh, was listening a little bit to some readings from Chaitanya Charitamrita today and was just described how when uh, how Krishna's effulgence is just like, is like the spotless full moon. Yeah, so better than the full moon, it's spotless. And Krishna's flute is just like thunder, it is said. So interesting, Krishna's flute is like thunder. Uh, thunder is something, it's like, uh, you don't just sort of, oh, there's some thunder there. No, everyone's like, okay, what's that? Right? And when it comes close, then sometimes very close start counting between the, the, the thunderbolts and the light flashes. Yeah. So, the more we hear about Krishna, uh, the more knowledge we have about Krishna, the more naturally we also become emotionally involved. And there is empowerment, empowerment to spread Krishna consciousness. Um, who was telling me that yesterday? I think, yes, uh, it was Pritu Prabhu who was saying that he had a magnetic board and he had on that board, he had the names of the devotees and he was trying to organize a temple and he's putting all the, the, the different names in different orders like that. And Prabhupada came. At one point, in Scotland, the devotees, they were becoming expert hackers. They were getting really good hackers and they managed to get into a hundred million computers and on the screens of a hundred million computers, it is said, call out Goranga, right? on a hundred million computers. Okay, there's some benefit, of course, to such hacking <laughs> or, or paint Goranga on the, on the flyover bridge, on the highway, some graffiti, Goranga graffiti or whatever. But this is more in the realm of Agyata Sukriti, slow, slow and steady of uh, building up some spiritual advancement, but it's slow. Um, um, Srila Prabhupada showed urgency, right? He showed urgency. He wanted, uh, he wanted results now. He wanted people to go back to Godhead this life. He didn't want it to go slow. And in that, we have to think of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila uh, Prabhupada would say that he was impatient. Uh, uh, well, if we read the Chaitanya Bhagavat, then we see that uh, when Nimai was a boy, 
At one point, his father died, and then he was alone with his mother. And then one day, he told his mother that he wanted to worship the Ganga, and to do puja to the Ganga. So she said, yes, yes, just wait a moment. I'll just get you the paraphernalia. And then he went into a fit. No, I don't want to wait. I want it now. Right? And he just went wild. He just grabbed a stick and uh, they had, uh, of course, they had a very simple type of house and it's an older boga was uh, not in plastic jars or something, but it was in bags that were hanging on the, on the walls, uh, tied up so that I guess all kinds of crawling creatures would have a bit more difficulty getting in. So he just took this stick and he starts smashing everything, starts smashing clay pots with oil, start throwing spices on the ground, stamp on them, break, throw all the grain on the floor, mess it up completely. Then after he'd done that, he fell on the ground and started pounding the earth with his fists. So it's definitely showing some rage. His mother, who is described as I, A-I, I means the original, the prime of all mother, the mother of all mothers. Yeah. The, she, uh, which she, she responded with tolerance. So she tolerated everything. Then she somehow or other managed to cook a lunch. She served him the lunch and said, so, Nimai, this is the last meal we're going to have because you've destroyed everything and that's it. And then somehow or other he, uh, he manifested a thumb of gold. A tola is a thumb of gold. Look at that. Thumb of gold. So like, where, how, does he, how does he do these things? Hmm. But anyway, so Lord Chaitanya was certainly impatient, that's for sure. Yes. So Prabhupada represents that, uh, that mood completely of impatience, of wanting it now, uh, not slowly. Agyata Sukriti, yes, it has to be there. Huh? But we see that for ex yes, we, we can hack some computers, yes, we can paint uh, meat is murder on the, uh, on the walls. As, as some devotees have done, we can do all such things. But, you know, uh, that's all slow. That's very slow. Uh, but if, if there's a Bhagavatam or a book, it's fast. Then it's very fast. Because then there is all this substance. And then one can no longer just carry on with his life. Uh, we see that most people came because of a book, uh, because the books don't leave us alone. Right? I don't know how it was for you, but for me, when I got this, this, uh, I got. Uh, I think I first got the, got the Bhagavad Gita. 
from a friend. A friend had it on his bookshelf and I could borrow it. So the Bhagavad Gita I could handle, I liked it. But then I got Krishna book and I couldn't handle it. It was too much Supreme Personality of Godhead. And I go like, gosh, this is too much. Uh, but the philosophy of the Bhagavad Gita was different. Right? It was calling for surrender constantly, constantly, everywhere. And systematically explaining, if you accept this as the truth, right? And if you, if you have any arguments against it, no, if you accept this as the truth, then, uh, and these are the arguments supporting it, then you should take the consequences of it and surrender. So, um, and if you don't surrender, you're not sincere. That's the message I got from reading the Gita. And I was thinking, my God, I can never call myself sincere again if I don't surrender now. What am I going to do? The book created a dilemma. Yeah, the book actually created a situation where I could not peacefully continue with my material life. <laughs> this book is too much. It's disturbing my life. Uh, that's how I felt about it, but eventually I, I took it up. So yeah, this urgency, uh, this urgency is there in Srila Prabhupada's approach, uh, not beating around the bush. And this urgency is there in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because that's his love. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is full of love for all living beings. So he cannot wait till they're finished with Maya. It takes too long. So like, come on. You know, it's like, how long do you have to wait? It's time you come back, back to Godhead. So the Lord has a sense of urgency. The pure devotee has a sense of urgency. So, uh, yeah, that is very much what it means to be not independent from the Lord, to embrace this sense of urgency. Okay, stop with that. Now any questions or comments? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, thank you for the lecture. <clears throat> um, we all want to be connected somehow to the mercy, but sometimes it's really difficult to tolerate others' misbehavior. Can you please speak a little bit about your personal realizations on the process of really strengthening this intelligence to be able to tolerate all the things? Yeah. Yeah. It it it. Uh, yeah, like like we all sort of connect to this movement, and we are not pure devotees when we come. So everyone brings their false ego. Everyone brings their their intensity with them uh, like yeah on my I was uh, after I'd been in Vindavan I came to Amsterdam temple and uh, they put us 
That was my really my first experience on, on book distribution. They put us in the back of the van and it was really cold, minus 15. And we were sitting on the boxes in the back, no heating in the back, a compartment, a separation to the front, and the front was heated. And they had the drinks, the fizzy pop, and the, as they called it, and the cashews. So I was already getting a little bit in a bad mood, to tell you the truth, uh, that there was this class uh, distinction between devotees, you know, I thought it was not, uh, not so spiritual in my understanding. And then uh, the devotees had, had, had borrowed a shopping cart from a supermarket, which they forgot to give back, and uh, so they wanted the shopping cart for moving books around. So we stopped, they opened the door, and someone said, give the shopping cart. So I'm pulling it, and this devotee was very passionate. He just pulls it out of my hand, and my finger got caught. And it hurt, you know. So I come out of the van, and hurt, my finger hurt, minus 15, and it got in the end. And he goes, what's wrong, what's wrong? So my finger, my finger got caught. He goes, Prabhu, you're not the body. <laughs> uh, at least I became a little warmer. <laughs> felt, felt warmer after that. Then the next thing, they sent me out with this new devotee, and his name was Ubo. I don't, I've never met anyone called Ubo, but his name was Ubo. And Ubo had three words. Jai Nectar Bliss. <laughs> now I was in a bad mood from the finger. <laughs> and he goes all the time, Jai Nectar Bliss. So I wanted to say something mean to him. Yeah. So to disturb his Jai Nectar Bliss. So I, I, I said, Ubo, you don't have gloves and it's minus 15. You know what's going to happen? Your hands are going to freeze. He said, I'm not the body. <laughs> so that was too much for me because I was thinking first, you know, I said first a fanatic, I right, almost broke my finger, and says you're not the body, and then a madman. He has no gloves and he says he's not the body. I thought no. So I, I found a justification for myself to leave. I thought yeah. I'm not staying here, this is, and I left, yeah. And, uh, of course, Krishna made arrangements for me to come back, because as I went on the train to leave, uh, Krishna gave me boils on the train. I got boils, six boils on my legs. And for three days I was sick with these boils, and then, and then I went to a movie. You know, I wanted to be in Maya, so <laughs> I went to a movie. So I went to this movie called American Graffiti, you know, and that yeah, sounded okay. It was American Graffiti. So that's okay, let's check it out. And then suddenly in the middle of the movie, there are devotees. <laughs> but then, there's something wrong. 
the tilak, they didn't have a leaf on the nose. I go like, what's wrong with these guys? Are they real devotees or what? And they go into a bar. They sit at the bar. They order some beer. Some girls sit on their lap. And I became so angry. I said, how dare they make a movie like this, you know? And I was completely Hare Krishna. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, then I heard that there was one devotee who had said that he would fast until I would come back. Yeah. So I let him fast one more day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back to the temple. So um, I have some experience, you know, like my finger and this, that, and so many uh, sometimes harsh dealings, yeah, unfriendly dealings. Um, but uh, over time, we built up of tolerance, and the tolerance becomes stronger when we realize what we have, when we realize what Krishna consciousness is, what a wonderful gift it is. Right? Then we tolerate, yeah? but we do have to tolerate. Uh, yeah, I used to think association of devotees is for inspiration, but later I realized it's not only for inspiration, it's also for Trinata Pisu Nichena, for becoming more humble than a blade of grass and so on, more tolerant than a tree. Yeah, we never lived so, so closely connected in a community. You have your privacy, your house, you're nicely there, you can just stay there, do what you want, see people when you want. Go to work and then bye-bye, going home now, I'm free, and I'll only meet people who I want to. Not in the temple. <laughs> no. But with time, we begin to appreciate Krishna consciousness more, and we also begin to see that these devotees, even if they have some rough edges, that they are still making quite a sacrifice. So we appreciate them also. Over the years, I learned to appreciate people that are completely different from me, that have different natures. In the beginning, you know, I sort of look for like-minded people, but now I start to appreciate people. They're totally different, but still I can appreciate them. Um, Having said all that, we appreciate all devotees for their surrender, their service, but we also need some friends in this movement. You know? We also need some friends amongst the devotees. Some people we can open up to completely. We need, so we need to find friends in the Hare Krishna movement. That will help to stay. Other question? Yeah, Rukmini. Uh, Marjorie was saying that um, you're speaking about the transparent via medium. 
And I usually hear that as a description of the spiritual master. I never really thought that I had to be a transparent bio medium. But it, when you consider, when I think of the concept, it feels like transparent. You just see through, nothing's left. But we see in the nature of a pure devotee, there's so much character. So how do you bring it yeah, there's so much character, but that character is aligned. I mean, transparent value, I mean, call it aligned. You heard of alignment? we got to be aligned, aligned with the desires of Krishna. And that's it. That our character be aligned uh, with the desires of Krishna. So we'll use our character. We cannot change our character. We have a character. Well, you see that, like the other day, we were talking about Srivas Thakur, and Srivas Thakur, um, you know, one day uh, there was a crow that stole Malini's uh, a puja pot, you know, and she was very afraid because she was thinking her husband had a bit of a temper, and she's thinking that uh, he might get very upset about this, you know, how could you? be so careless, this, that. So Nichananda then arranged for the crow to, to bring it back. And then we hear also that Srivas was uh, in Jagannath Puri and that the, the Harish Chandra, who was the superintendent of the king, was trying to push Srivas out of the way because the king had to, had to pass, slapped him. <laughs> so, it seems that Srivas, although he's a, here's a pure devotee, <laughs> but he's, he had a temper. So it's interesting. Hot, definitely a hot nature. I thought that was interesting to think of Srivas as a pure devotee with a hot nature. So, yeah, use your hot nature uh, if you have one, or your cool nature, or, you know. Um, Gadadhar, Gadadhar had a very kind of shy nature and, and a humble nature, so he used that nature. So we can use our natures, our characters, but always dedicated in service. So there's no contradiction that pure devotees have a character. Rather, we should engage everything in the service of the Lord, everything we have. That's what it means to be a transparent via media. Everything. Give it everything you have to the last fiber of our existence. Anyone? Yes. And in regards of reading Prabhupada's books, I know it's superficial, but I think when I read them, I mainly get the point of, yes, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, and we should serve him, and devotional service is the highest, and so I get back to my services and think, now I, I do my services, and that's okay, so I read mostly out of duty, because I know I can. But there's a lot more. Yeah. There's also qualities described. There's the qualities described which, are we, we, which we are meant to, uh, to develop in the course of, because it says also in the scripture that a devotee develops all the good qualities of Krishna. And then, are we developing them? And why are we not developing them? It also says that one who is not developing love and chanting the name of the Lord is heart is steel framed. What does it mean, the heart is steel framed? So, 
besides reading, it, it requires a lot of thinking, a lot of contemplation also. What does it mean? A steel-framed heart, what does that mean? Well, all we can think of is the karma, uh, that there is so much sinful uh, reaction stored in the heart, which creates a sinful inclination, and which make us totally insensitive. Right? So like that, by thinking about what does it mean, this steel-framed heart, we can... Uh, then we hear about the weaknesses of heart. What does that mean in relation to the steel-framed heart? Yes, it means the desire for, for worship, the desire for prestige, uh, then a, a sense of pretending, so all these kind of things are, are also listed. So um, besides that the uh, scriptures set the goal of life, it also sets interim goals for us. And we go to work with these interim goals. How do, uh, how do I actually get to the mode of goodness? My goodness. Uh, how to do this? Uh, and Prabhupada said, by associating with the mode of goodness. And the day I read that, that was for me a revelation. Because I was always thinking, I have to try to be in the mode of goodness. How do I do that? But associating with the mode of goodness, okay. Okay, I can do that if I want to. Try. I can try that. Like that, uh, it's not only setting the goal, but it's also giving us a path. And we have to find out more and more what that path is and then implement in our life. Then the books come to life. Then we see that the books are not just books, but then we see that the books everywhere. Because then we have Shastrasakshus. Then we see that the Bhagavad Gita is not just a book, but we see the Bhagavad Gita around us everywhere. Same with the Bhagavatam. Start to see it. We look up at the sky and we see the Bhagavatam. It should be like that. I saw it, yes. Maharaj, thank you very much. I have a question. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came 500 years ago and he inaugurated the Sankirtan movement spreading all over. But from the Dwapa Yuga till last 500 years ago, there's so much of practice, especially in India, where Karmakanda or other kinds of Vedic practices are done. Now, when they look to this uh, Sankirtan movement, they see it as uh, something very foreign or alien, huh. and due to which they commit kind of envious, offensive. How to how to present this so that uh, it it only gives auspiciousness to them? Or what is the harm? I mean. Yeah. It takes time. There is a transition period known as the Sandhya. So we are now in the Sandhya of Lord Chaitanya's movement, in a transition period where we're going from uh, just Vedic culture and whatever remnants there were of Vedic culture, which gradually degraded as the Yugas moved on, to, uh, to the Sankirtan movement. Yes, it takes some time. So, uh, we see that, uh, that, in, that by Krishna's arrangement, the Indian culture is now breaking down. The over, uh, overly attached uh, 
true to Vedic ritual, that kind of thing is now being destroyed by, uh, by Western influence because people really want to be Western. And, uh, and, and they're becoming more Western and they're forgetting and old culture disappears. And they say, oh, isn't this terrible? No, it's just simply preparing the ground for the Sankata movement. It's okay. So that people will no longer hold on to that, that tradition but they break with the tradition, then they'll take the Sankata movement. <coughs> so it's already happening. We can see how, the, how more and more people are taking to, to Krishna consciousness in India. Uh -huh. mm, but uh, as, the, as Prabhupada says that uh, new tricks cannot be learned by old dogs, so if you see the previous generation, they would like to stick to their own... Maybe, maybe. Uh -huh. That's also there. But the same here, you know, in, in, when you're German, you want to be German. When you're Dutch, you want to be Dutch. It's hard to give up. Like, I'm Dutch, I like cheese. <laughs> what can I do? That's what, you know, in Germany they call us Käsekopf. Yeah? <laughs> what can I say, you know? I admit it. I am a cheese head, that's what it means. I am a cheese head. I cannot deny it. Yeah? You like rice, I like cheese. <laughs> South India, rice and coconuts, you know, we like milk and cheese. What to do? So the conditioning is, is there. Well, everyone is conditioned. So I don't think the people from India are any different than any other people. We're all strongly conditioned in this age of Kali. We all have an excuse. Vedic culture, excuse. Being Dutch, excuse. Being German, it must be German. You know, German has, has a thing um, that they want to hear things from German source, German authority. Yeah. When some German source has made the point, yes, then they'll accept. Otherwise, uh, so every country has this thing. Well, but these are all excuses. The truth is, we are all very much conditioned in this age of Kali, and we don't want the Sankata movement. <laughs> That's the truth. Okay, nine o'clock. I'm going to stop. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. <laughs>